0: Welcome to the Locked Sportscast, your weekly source for locksport Sport news. This is episode 114, recorded August 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, bank robber rescued after tunnel collapse, cameras catch jewel thieves in Dubai, what's new with sparrows, videos, new products, meetups, criminals, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Uh, You can find full show notes with all of those links at thelocksportscast.com. Before we get into the rest of the show, I want to make a quick announcement about something that was brought up in the comment section of my last video. And I'm probably going to butcher this name. Watching one of his videos... He pronounces it, I believe, Tippin? Maybe it's Tippin. I don't know. Anyway, in the comment section, asked, What can people tell me about Lockpick Mall, the discount codes listed in this video? I'm scrolling through their site, and I'm seeing products that look like those of well-known manufacturers, but I have my doubts. I see what appears to be a, a Peterson reach hook. This looks identical, except it's missing the name on the handle. Pearson Slender set, again, missing name on the handles. Dangerfield Serenity set with no handle labels. Dangerfield Dual Gauge Praxis set with no handle labels. Then posted an update comment after that that said, I emailed Lockpick World the links to the Serenity and Praxis style kits on Lockpick Mall. Here's what Lockpick World said. I passed that on to the director, Chris, and he is aware of it. There's nothing we can do about it. And the quality is awful. We ordered a set. So at least they don't have our names. So I want to thank uh, Tippin for bringing this up and for doing that, that reach out to Lockpick World. The fact that they are selling inexpensive sets in itself doesn't bother me, although they're not actually all that inexpensive for what they're selling. But the fact that they appear to be trying to deceive customers by not only copying the profiles but also the handle designs and the product names that I can't condone. And like I said, the price difference isn't even that much. They don't actually use the Dangerfield name. It's not engraved on the handle and it's not in their advertising, but they do use the Serenity set name. And the photographs and everything, the the handle shape is exactly the same, including the slits of the same angle and size. The profiles are obviously set to copy in my opinion it appears they're trying to deceive people and you're not getting what you paid for so you know it hurts the customer they're not getting what they're paying for and it hurts the reputation of the original pick designer when they do that if they were to not call it the same thing and use a completely different handle design that would be a different story i probably still wouldn't be happy about that but It wouldn't be such an obvious attempt to deceive people, in my opinion. So as such, I will be removing um, their discount codes from the sales section of this and all future episodes of this show. As long as they are uh, following business practices like that, I will not be doing any uh, coverage of their products or their sales. And while we're on the subject of suppliers, Sparrows has updated their web page, at least in the U.S. And as with any change, the comments online have been mixed. Uh, Some like it, some don't. Some of the things that have been said is one said now they at least have an easy to access search function on the site. Others were more critical. Uh, One said that... uh, The Canadian website is still the old one, but the HTTPS certificate is not valid anymore. Uh, So I went to check on that real quick. I confirmed that the Canadian website currently is still the old version, but when I visited, they did have a cert that is valid until September 13th. My opinion, personally, on the computer side, I prefer the old site. I think it was a little easier and faster for me to use. However, the new site is mobile-friendly, and the old one really wasn't. So that's probably a large per- portion of the reason they decided to start uh, redesigning. In other news, there is an article that was shared called "Leeds Locksmith Secures Large Contract, and it's basically a PR article published in uh, thebusinessdesk.com. However, what's interesting is that this article covers how this person moved from locksport to locksmith, briefly, but it's there. And it also goes into how he learned to use social media to grow the business. One quote from the subject of the article here says, I had a strange little side hobby, which was picking locks. I was very interested in the sport of lock picking. I started doing this in the evenings after work and started to get pretty good at it, at least in my opinion. Sometime later, some of my friends and family found out about my picking skills and I started to receive the odd phone call from friends who had lost their keys and needed to get in. Eventually it just spread from there. And I chose to leave my office job and become a locksmith full time. And it appears at least so far being pretty successful in that. Um, We've also had other members of the community move from a locksport to locksmith. So if it is something you are interested in, it can be done, but there is a lot of stuff that you will need to learn that isn't directly come from locksport so also keep that in mind moving on to community news we had a tweet posted from uh, kenneth hawthorne said headed to defcon to share the new lock picking teaching system developed in partnership with longhorn Lockpicking and ace academy atx going to support tool lockpick village um, files and documentation are open source Trying to figure out how to describe this. I don't think I can adequately describe this on the podcast. But basically, it's a set of practice locks and a way to modify them to make them repinnable from the top but without grub screws. And special holders uh, that are acrylic that let you put uh, printouts, diagrams of what's inside the lock so that the new picker can actually have an idea what they're dealing with. It's right there on the front and an easy way to tension from the back so that they don't have to worry about manipulating the tension wrench and all that while they're first learning. Interesting system. I think it's worth review and it is open source. So you are welcome to go check it out. I will have links in the show notes, of course. Then also posted on Twitter by uh, Red Team Wins was a link to a video called The Pen Test Trailer. If you remember back in episode 77, we covered the story of Gary DeMercurio and Justin Wynn. Uh, they were arrested by an Iowa sheriff after breaking into a county courthouse. They were employed by um, cybersecurity firm Coalfire in 2019 when the company accepted a contract with the Iowa Judicial Branch to conduct Cybersecurity testing activities, including physical penetration on five different buildings, including this courthouse, these two were responsible for conducting physical attacks such as lock picking on the Dallas County Courthouse on the evening of September tenth, 2019 uh, So when they broke in and tripped the alarm, prompting sheriff deputies to arrive, they produced an authorization letter from the Iowa government and reassured the deputies they were meant to be there. Deputies phoned the Iowa judicial branch representative for confirmation and seemed satisfied with their paperwork until the sheriff arrived he refused to accept a letter ordered his deputies to arrest the two ultimately the pair were handcuffed had their property seized and were jailed for 20 hours on fifty thousand dollars bond and were charged with third degree burglary and possession of burglary tools that was a quick recap there of uh, the story i covered originally um What the pen test trailer appears to be is a trailer for a documentary that they have made covering this situation, which proves, you know, should be interesting. I do have concerns that they are putting this out right now because, according to the Iowa court system, this thing has not, their lawsuits have not actually gone to trial yet. Most lawyers will advise. It's probably not a good idea to put the documentary out before the the lawsuit progresses but but like i said proves to be interesting anyway so if you want i will have links to the uh tweet the youtube video and um a link to the iowa court search site that will pull up the search results for their case in case anybody's interested in the status a lot of legal paperwork uh, basically just at this point it has not a Doesn't appear to have gone to trial yet. The next video we have to discuss here is entitled A New Hope 2022 Unpickable but Still Unlockable Lock Bypass Tricks in the Field. Um, This was from A New Hope. And this was one of the talks they had. Um, This was the one they had on physical security. The description says physical red teams rely heavily on non destructive bypasses when doing vulnerability assessments under the door tools latch-based attacks, climbing through vents and around walls and fences, but how well do these techniques actually work in the field when time is of the essence and it's not in a controlled training environment? This talk will focus on a plethora of real-life successes, failures, and lessons learned for how to make these techniques work in practice. Karen Ng and Bill Graydon have talked extensively about the mechanics of lock bypass in the past, most notably at the bypass 101 sessions karen gives with the physical security village they will recap the fundamentals of each technique here too but now you'll get to learn from their years of experience in what actually works that could definitely be interesting Uh, next up we have what's called a tiny mic interview from defcon 30. the interview was of uh, max power with a tool and from the lockpick village there at DEF CON. It's a short one, about four minutes, makes it a pretty quick, easy one to watch when you have just a couple of minutes to kill. Moving on to products, also new at Sparrows is the LaBelle Wrench. I received a note from Albert LaBelle, said, Hey Charles, the tension tool I created is now on the Sparrows Lockpick website. They have simply named it the LaBelle Wrench. The description on the website says, a unique lock requires unique tools. The pingching lock is used for locking motorcycles and mopeds by attaching to its disc brake, preventing the wheel from making a full rotation. This extraordinary lock has a host of listed security features, including to against wind and to against lift. To assist the picking community in countering these elemental and physical security features, Albert Labelle created the Labelle wrench. This special wrench allows you to get behind the non-rotating face of the tubular lock and tension it in a way that replicates the action of a tubular key. This is the big difference. Most tubular locks have a rotating face so that you can use a regular tension wrench like the GOAT. The Labelle Wrench allows you to conquer wind, lift, and non-rotating tubular face locks. So, anyway, head over to Sparrow's new website and uh, check out the LaBelle Wrench. Congratulations to Albert LaBelle on creating a new product that is now available to the wider community. And let's hope it's a good success. And Rat Yoke Lock Picks posted on Twitter a new jewelry line coming soon. And the tweet came with a picture of a ring that has what appears to be a lock core face, top center, and then images of a couple of pics that wrap around the sides, and I can't even begin to do it justice by uh, describing it here, so link to the Twitter post with the image will be in the show notes. Also says there are several other designs in the works. I look forward to seeing what other designs there are there, but uh, be keeping an eye on that one. And I'm not sure exactly what's unique about this other than a new patent, but the Kaba Ilco people have announced Peaks Plus. They say it's a new patent pending key and cylinder system relying primarily on conditions around the peak of the key close to the key bow. Still incorporate tip and shoulder stop for pinpoint accuracy in keying. I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> uh, the new mechanism has already passed more than 40,000 cycles in testing for different cylinder models. Keys are rearward compatible with the preferred and classic, which means the new patent pending keys will operate earlier generation of peaks, but older generation keys won't work the new plus cylinders. Not a whole lot of meat or substance in there, but basically sounds like a new new patented blank so they get to extend their patent out and keep people from copying for longer that's basically what i get out of that also on the Kaba ilco front uh the new ilco key blank catalog has been published online this was posted on twitter by pete Zenner. and a link will be in the show notes It is broken up into multiple different PDFs. It is not like one large PDF, but it is a a sectional thing. So depending on how you use it, that may be an advantage or a disadvantage. Moving on to meetups, we have a new one here sent in by iFisk, B-Sides Newcastle. KSEC posted on Twitter. Come see us at B-Sides Newcastle this year. KSEC Worldwide will be running its hacker hardware store with our new lockpicking product range, RFID cloning tools and implants this year. Competition to win free tools and merch also. And that looks like it's taking place September 1st through September 3rd. Uh, Obviously, Newcastle in the UK. So if you're in that area, there's uh, something for you to check out. And coming up very shortly after this podcast releases, the Tool Sydney Meetup, August 17th in Sydney. LockCon coming up uh, 25th of August through the 28th. ISSA's LA Summit, 12th Annual Information Security Summit, will be September 20th through the 22nd. And they will have a physical security keynote by Deviant Olaf. We got B-Sides Augusta in Georgia, uh, October 1st. St. Con 2022 in Utah, October 25th through the 28th. The uh, keynotes by Deviant, uh, Stephanie Snow Brothers and Jason E Street. And we have one new purple belt to announce this week. Raven Rules 99 has earned purple. So congratulations to you on that uh, flashy new purple belt. For anyone not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, links in the show notes will direct you to the official rules page, as well as to a few videos that can explain the the system to you. If you're interested in participating, it is a fun way to progress through your skills of lockpicking. And with that, I'd like to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Producers for this episode include uh, Patreon subscribers. We have Jimmy Longs, Meddler, Panda Frog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, William's Brain, dave 2 B Deciphered, LeBon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Sherelle, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka CoolToon, Mog, John Lock, Yoke, Mr. Picker, Frankie Lockpicker, GHP Picking, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, Snake, uh, chief content producer for this episode is i Fisk, uh, meaning that iFisk Fisk send in the most content used in this particular episode. Other content producers for this episode include Albert LaBelle, Barebones Lockpicking, Terrell, Dark Arts Lockpicking, Goose7732, Holly, Jeff Moss, Joe Picks, Joshua Gonzalez, Knox Locks, Prince, the Greenish One, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you, and a big special thank you to uh iFisk and uh, Cheryl a.k.a. Anthony. Those two have provided so much information for this show over the course of the, the two years that it's been active. Um, frankly, there have been episodes that would not have... There have been weeks, many, many weeks, where there would not have been an episode uh, if it weren't for one or the other or both of these two. Um, uh, this episode alone is pretty much half IFISC's stuff. Uh, if, if you want a quick insight into what's coming in a show, you can get uh, probably about half of the news that's going to be in a show by just uh, following these two on Twitter, just so you know. And just remember this show is only possible because of that support and information sent in by the community. So if you value the podcast, number one thing you can do, be like IFISC and Terrell, send in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have, you can send it to podcast com. Or any of the other methods listed in the show notes, the easiest way is to just tag me in a social media post, in a comment to a social media post or the post itself. Just tag me in it if I have that uh, social media service. It's an easy way to get it to me and you get credit. Uh, Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever your particular platform of choice allows. Don't forget to subscribe. If you want to donate, you can PayPal or Patreon and uh, always appreciated, but not required for sure. If you support the show with the donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like people we just mentioned. If you want to share a story with me, you are welcome to do so. I would love to have some stories from Locksports to share on the show. Um, send that to podcasts at locksportscast.com. Uh, you can also send feedback. You can do that through, through email, podcast at thelocksportscast.com, or go to locksportscast.com slash contact and fill in the form there. Let me know if you want it to be confidential or share it on the show, your choice. Uh, if you want to share it on the show, just make sure that you follow the basic rules, no politics, no drama, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, moving on to criminal news. First up, suspected bank robber rescued in Rome after tunnel collapse. The story says a suspected bank robber has been rescued in Rome after the roof of a tunnel he had been digging collapsed. The man was trapped and buried under 6 meters of earth for about 8 hours. It took dozens of firefighters to eventually free the man and pull him to safety. The trapped man was transferred to a hospital while his suspected accomplices were detained by authorities. An official statement said the two men from Naples were arrested for resisting public officer and two others from rome were arrested for the damage caused the investigation is still underway we do not exclude that they are thieves this is one of the hypotheses according to media reports the four men are suspected of planning to rob a nearby bank on august 15th when italian shops closed for a public holiday the tunnel they were digging was found underneath an empty shop on a busy road near vatican City. A local resident was quoted as saying no one had really paid attention because the shop had been rented out and everybody thought it was being renovated. There was no noise. Looks like uh, the tunnel is being dug through a fairly loose, sandy soil, and they don't see any evidence of shoring being in place. Dangerous to dig a tunnel if you don't know what you're doing, people. You can't always duplicate what you see in movies. and that same." statement applies to this next story two men arrested in dubai mere moments before flight liftoff in connection to heist so the article says that the investigation started soon as the store owner reported to police that someone had stolen a diamond encrusted necklace from one of the store's displays police then launched the investigation the result of which was the apprehension of two suspects 12 hours from the first report the police later released a post on social media detailing how they tracked the two suspects using CCTV footage when they first entered the country, committed the theft, and tried to escape before getting caught. It all started when the two men of European origin arrived in Dubai on the same flight. They made their way through customs before reaching their hotel. Once checked in, the two men changed clothes, were seen walking outside the hotel with two bags, making a three-kilometer journey to a construction site where they changed their attire as well as wore wigs and glasses. After walking a further three kilometers, the two suspects tried to evade surveillance by riding ten different vehicles in a period of ten hours, going as far as entering a hotel and sitting in the lounge to make sure they weren't followed. They later left their lounge and went to their target jewelry store, situated in another hotel lobby. Unfortunately for them, CC security cameras still tracked all of their movements and actions. Sounds like uh, Dubai has a pretty elaborate set of public surveillance video cameras. The camera loomed over the two suspects as they stood in front of the store's window display. One of the two men worked on the lock to crack it open, while the other stood facing the corridor as a lookout. Moments later, one of the two suspects opened the display, reached in, taking the expensive necklace. After committing the crime, the two men fled the scene, heading back to the previously visited construction site where they changed to their original clothes and got rid of the wigs and attire before finally heading to their hotel. The following morning, the two men checked out of their hotel and went to the DXB airport to escape. After getting on the plane, thinking they were free, the police arrived and arrested them. In their social media posts, the police shared that they found the suspects discarded wigs and clothes at the construction site, along with evidence of their plan to steal the necklace at their hotel. Lastly, the police showed all the footage that helped identify them leading to their arrest. There isn't any news currently regarding the status of the two suspects. normal procedure against anyone who committed theft is imprisonment between six months and three years, along with hefty fines depending on the severity of the case. However, the sentencing can be even harsher with the prison time increasing due to the two men conspiring to commit the crime as well. That's according to the article posted in uh, Scoop Empire. Kind of a crazy story. It's like something you would see in a movie again. Maybe they should have booked a flight out that same night instead of staying. Uh, the last story... Uh, Possession of burglary tools, really simple, not as entertaining as the other, but a 47-year-old Carson City man arrested on Friday for suspicion of felony possession of a controlled substance, for sale possession of a controlled substance, gross misdemeanor possession of burglary tools, and misdemeanor possession of paraphernalia. According to the booking report, uh, Carson City Sheriff's Office special enforcement team were alerted to drug-related activity at the residence. SET was informed people were going in and out at all times of the day for short periods of time and they were also alerted to drug activity inside the apartment. SET members went to the residence explaining why they were there and were permitted consensual entry. Okay, criminal 101. If the police, if you're doing something illegal in your apartment and the police come and ask you if they can search, you say no, go get a warrant. But anyway, Ah, uh, nobody accused criminals of being smart. Um, in plain view, deputies saw a small plastic Ziploc bag with white powder inside, two methamphetamine water bongs. Deputies exited the residence and applied for a search warrant, which was granted by Carson City Judge. During the search, SCT located the following items Digital scale with methamphetamine residue in the living room desk, large plastic baggies with residue found in the back. Patio trash, two methamphetamine bongs, a glass pipe with residue and ten grams of methamphetamine found on a top shelf of a closet, one point one grams of methamphetamine and baggie found in the top shelf of a closet, plastic ziplock baggies in a red cooler in the bedroom, cowboy hat on a shelf with one point two grams of methamphetamine, two plastic bindles found in the trash, can on the back patio, burglary tools including lockpick set found in the dresser in the bedroom. Baggy with powder found in a room, which tested positive for methamphetamine. Due to the findings, it was determined the suspect was not only using the drugs but selling the drugs. Therefore, he was arrested for suspicion and possession of a controlled substance, possession of controlled substance for sale, possession of burglary truths, gross misdemeanor. Blah, 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 blah. Bail amount set to twenty-one thousand one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. All right, moving on to sales. Uh, Multipick has a 25th anniversary sale. According to their post, it says, We say thank you for your loyalty and celebrate our 25th anniversary with you. Be quick now and secure great anniversary discounts. And they have a special page set up for those. Link will be in the show notes. Tony Varelli put up a post that you might have a day or two to take advantage of after this episode comes out. Uh, 3D Locksport. Defcon sale, and he said Defcon is the world's largest hacker conference, and Locksport is always a big part of the conference. I'll be working Lockpick Village with Tool this year. Stop by and say hi. All orders will resume printing on August seventeenth when I get back. But since I'm not a vendor at Defcon, I still wanted to give you a discount, like we were both there. Use code Defcon XXX at checkout to get fifteen percent off your order. This is good until August 17th when I get back. If you miss that deadline, you can always use the 10% off code of LSCast10 that he has provided for the podcast. Peterson has their August sale, 15% off with the coupon code that you can get in the show notes because I'm not going to read this crazy thing. Again, uh, $75 minimum order on that one. Law Lock Tools. Review Guru on Twitter has a link for 10% discount code for uh, Law Lock Tools, and also noted that there is the code SUMMER25 for 25% off on summer sale items at Law Lock Tools. Barebones Lock Baking has the code Oz 10 and that expires at the end of August. We have the ever-present uh, 15% off at makolocks.com with the code BUYMAKO. And 10% off at UKLockPickers.co.uk with the code GIFT. That wraps up sales, so we move on to giveaways. So nothing new in giveaways. Uh, we have the 100 subscriber giveaway from Average Life of Prince and that expires at the end of August. Uh, Noxlocks has been doing a series of bi-weekly giveaways. Uh, a total of 13 is what is planned. Looks like did the Drawing video for the previous giveaway. I don't see when I want to record a new posting for the, the newest giveaway that's coming, but I will have a link in the show notes to the channel. So you can check for yourself and, uh, look for the next one being posted. Uh, CLK supplies, hashtag lock giveaway, always running. So be sure to check that out if you're into giveaways and that's, uh, pretty much it for the show. Uh, thank you to everyone who offered support in, uh, when I was uh, complaining last week about my uh, schedule changing again, anyway, uh just so you know, I really appreciate all the the offers of support. Uh, biggest thing you can do, just send the news in, keep sending the news in. I will uh, make an effort to get the episodes out as long as I can get news coming in. Um, I have a very specific workflow that I have developed over the last two years that allows me to get through it pretty quickly. If I start trying to involve other people in parts of the process, it could disturb that workflow. It might actually slow me down, so I'm a little apprehensive of doing anything like that at the moment. But uh, if you just keep sending the news in, I'll keep trying to get it together and get it out in a timely fashion. So thank you, everyone, for your continued support and, and for listening. Thank you to all of the donors, uh, all of the, the, the news story providers, especially Ifisk and uh, Anthony uh, Cherell, a huge, huge part of what makes this show possible every week. Thank you so much. And remember to keep it legal.